We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is March 2nd, 2019. And if you are listening to this, you are either watching or listening to another episode of the Marcelin Brothers Podcast. Hey. There we What's go. going We've on, everybody? My man here, Marvin Lewis Marcelin, a.k.a. Marvelous. How's it going, sir? What? I haven't heard that nickname in a while. Marvelous. I'm doing great. A uh, little under the weather, though. But, you know, you know I had to come out for that MVP attack. So, all is well, nevertheless. Another weekend. I just finished my uh, general surgery rotation. And so I'm back doing podiatry at another hospital for this rotation. So, I'm excited. You're showing dedication. You, This is a craft. This is a passion of yours. And even with you feeling under the weather, you're still going to show some love to the MVP people. So let me be the one individual on behalf of the MVPers to say thank you, Marvin, for coming in and doing your thing, even though you're under the weather. <laughs> and uh, I want to give a shout out to our main man, Chris. He's on vacation right now, having a good time on the slopes in Colorado. <laughs> you know, did he end up bringing the whole crew? Is Elijah and Eli there too? Oh, I'm not sure. So we'll see. He'll definitely catch us up when he comes back, and I'm sure he's going to have a great time. Lots of pictures, videos, the whole galore. So I'm looking forward to see that. I've never been to Colorado, and I've never skied. Or actually, <laughs> take that back. I've skied once in my whole entire life. I'm not good at it at all. all right, let's talk. But of all places, um, the first time I've ever skied was in Dubai. <laughs> Crazy, right? But over there, they have like this indoor infrastructure where they actually are able to recreate the elements, create snow. And then it's just like an attraction that people can come to and ski and learn to ski as well. Crazy, crazy, but I definitely did that um, with my uh, girlfriend who turned into a fiance at the time. So it was a lot of fun, and my family was there too. So it's all good. Was this no? Because what I've learned in skiing, I've gone skiing a few times, and what I've learned with skiing is that there are some different textures of the snow. If you are in the east of the United States, the east coast snow is definitely a lot different than the west coast snow. And that stuff is really pure powder. So you'll have to check out Colorado one of these days. But for my week, Philia, I think I told you last time that Ophelia's in school. Yeah, how's she doing? So she's in week two, and I think she's finally gotten the hang of it. We're sending her to 8 a.m. to noon. And she finally stopped crying when I dropped her off, which is good. And when I see her at home, she doesn't hate me anymore. So I think she's finally past the thoughts of me giving her away. And now we're friends again. So that's good. What, you kind of felt that? 
children at that age have that type of ability to feel that they have been let down because she's less than two years old right uh, the kids they really are able to absorb their surroundings and they mm. sense different things and of course they don't know what these things are so the experience these last couple of weeks you, you have to think about it from their perspective they're going from being with somebody that they always know and then all of a sudden one day you go somewhere and you give somebody something to someone else and all of a sudden they don't know whether or not you're coming back so we got through that and i think she's fine so that's good but that was one of the things that we were thinking about but she's good to go when it comes to that so that's good cool 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 so let's talk about these current events yeah so what current event do you want to talk about marvin all right <clears throat> so i was flipping through and i saw this uh interesting event current event it was taken from the washington post so basically it reads rather than wrestle a girl he forfeited so basically a high school athlete cites his religion and upbringing and this gentleman is i believe a senior wrestler um from the classical academy in colorado he's never competed against a female and uh he got to the point where he's getting ready to um go to the playoffs go to i guess the playoffs that lead up to the state and at the end of the day you're trying to do the best you can so you can be number one on his route he ended up having to uh challenge and you know wrestle a female wrestler and he decided he couldn't do it or rather he decided not to do it and you know i see that wrestling in all disclaimer i'm not a wrestler i've never wrestled before it's one of the fields in uh sports that's kind of trying to cohabitate and I don't know it's a very touchy situation because I can see from both sides of the aisle, if you will, um, the points, and they make sense to me. But have I had enough time to really think about and come to a conclusion as to if I was put in that position with the same type of upbringing that that gentleman had, what would I do? So uh, I can't say just from you know briefly reading the article. Everybody's cordial. Nobody's angry at anybody. Um, very, everybody's respectable uh, to each other. However, you know, a decision was made, and he decided not to wrestle. So, yeah. So it's very interesting because, like you were saying before, there are definitely multiple sides. There is the side of, you know, you know, I can't speak from a woman's perspective because I am not a woman. But I can only imagine, you know, from the girl's perspective, would she be thinking something to the effect of, hey, you know, I should be, I'm wrestling, you know, I can compete like the guys can compete. And the fact that you're not wrestling against me because I'm a girl, hey, you know, that's not fair. You know, I want my opportunity to be able to fight or wrestle like anybody else. I've gotten to a certain point. So... kind of not fair that I can't show whether or not I can or can't fight because somebody would forfeit and you know would a girl think hey yes I may have placed 
but is the reason why I placed because somebody forfeited and I didn't really earn this or hey I still placed and that person forfeited and they had the opportunity to be able to wrestle me but they decided not to and it's not my problem that that person didn't wrestle so I don't know at least coming from the girl's perspective but I'm trying to think how I feel about this myself so me playing high school sports you know is it different that it is a one-on-one sport versus a team sport Mm. is that something that we need to take a look at in this scenario is it different because it's a contact sport versus a non-contact sport and let's say this was basketball you know would that be different than wrestling because in basketball you are it is a physical game but the premise of the sport isn't solely based on physicality. Right. Whereas in wrestling, one could argue that it is more physicality. But at the same time, again, I didn't wrestle growing up, but from what I've seen in wrestling, yes, there is some components of strength, but I feel that wrestling is a lot of technique. Agreed. And with that technique... You know, where somebody who may be physically strong, but may not be agile, may not be able to have dexterity, you know, the other individual who maybe is a little more nimble or somebody who is able to compensate strength with quickness, I feel like those are strengths and weaknesses that you are able to balance a little bit more there's some a sport that is purely just boot strength. Right. So I don't but, know if that's what you look at when you're looking at this scenario. Well, I see many different things. So, you know, the gentleman wants to wrestle and the female wants to wrestle, but his upbringing, which I totally understand, he does not want to lay hands on a female in a physical, aggressive manner. And it's just totally opposite the way that he grew up but then from the female wrestler why is it that the only uh competition that she can participate is with one that is in uh, a quote-unquote males league why isn't there a females league as well um and then you can then go to the um the angle of well maybe uh they didn't have enough funding or maybe there wasn't enough interest for uh, to create a just a total female wrestling league, uh, so there goes. When you go in from that direction, there is some disparity from there too, because I think when you get to like the college level, they try to keep the same number of sports available for men and females, um, and if there's enough females who want to wrestle, I think there should be um, an opportunity for females to wrestle. Um, but in this situation, that wasn't the case. So she wanted to participate and she did. And from what I've read, she's very good, but it's unfortunate that, you know, she was not able to wrestle all the the boys the way that she wants. She just wants to be seen as a wrestler, not as a female, not as anybody different. You know, they meet the weight class, you know. They do the same techniques. It's not like uh, 
different rules are set for the gender. They have the same rules. So, man, this is really, really difficult to dissect. But like I said before, um, it sounded like they're very cordial with each other. Nobody's angry. Nobody's um, giving um, ill will to one another. It's just that's how the situation un- uh, unraveled. Yeah, just dissecting the story a little bit more just for the audience so that they know how it works with wrestling. So looking at this story, it says that in the state of Colorado, girls wrestling is not a sanctioned sport in the state. So girls have the right to participate alongside boys at the state tournament. There is a pilot program that allows for a female state wrestling bracket. But Rios and Galagos, these are two women who were in this wrestling competition, decided that they wanted to compete against boys. And then also with regards to what the popularity is for high school girls in wrestling, it seems like there's close to 17,000 high school girls that participate, but it depends on what state you live in. Because in the story it says, 12 states recognize girls wrestling as an official sanctioned high school sport. At the college level, there are no NCAA Division I women's wrestling teams. Presbyterian College in South Carolina will have the first with its inaugural season set for 2019. But there are 38 colleges across all divisions that field a women's wrestling team and compete as a part of the Women's Collegiate Wrestling Association. So kind of what you were talking about before is there doesn't seem to currently be an avenue where there are women's wrestling and men's wrestling. But I think with this story, one thing that may come out is you're going to have an opportunity to be able to now have these things. What I think is interesting with wrestling, too, is that it's by weight class. So, right. again, it's they try to balance it out as much as possible. So it's not like, you know, you're in the 11th grade and you're and you can have a large disparity of size. It's done by weight class. So. Again, I kind of see why it is allowed because it's based on people's weight versus people's size. I'm I'm sorry, it's based on people's weight based on their age. So I think that's one way they try to make it as even as possible. But in looking at the article, I think these women wanted to wrestle. And this is the only avenue that they have an opportunity to wrestle. Um. I don't know. If it was me, would I feel comfortable about wrestling a girl? I would almost feel that once the competition starts, I don't know if I would see girl or guy. I just see a wrestler versus a woman or a male. Gotcha. And with those competitive juices that are flowing, like, hey, you know, I want to win. This is somebody who's willingly doing it. And hey, we're doing it for this love of the sport type deal. So I, I see that point of view, but what if I mean you're raised never to lay hands on a female True. in an aggressive manner, True. period. True. You know, that makes you go back on 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 that. And that in itself can be pretty difficult to you know, to go over. Yeah, I think like what we were saying before, I don't think there's any right or wrong. People have their opinions and they can do whatever they need to do. And I think it'd be one thing if 
somebody was forced to do something they didn't want to do. But if people are volunteering to do what they want to do, well, for this gentleman who, and I think when we were reading in the story, this guy, his goal was to be a champion. And with what happened in this story, the individual who he was fighting was a girl. And because of that, he ended up forwarding or forfeiting. So I give him a lot of props as far as his beliefs. He was willing to do anything and everything to follow what his beliefs were. And that move ended up having him forfeit. And because of that, he wasn't able to achieve his goal. All right. What would you do if you were in that situation? If I was in that situation? Not necessarily the beliefs part, but if... If my goal was to win the state, then I would play. I would treat everybody the same, and I'd do whatever I need to do within the rules to play as hard as I can to win. And I'll just keep on going. Life goes on. That's me personally. But I I definitely um, see why and I understand why the gentleman decided not to do it. And um, he did anything that you decide to do, whatever choices you make, there's consequences. And in this case, he weighed the, the options and he decided it's not worth it. So he walked away. And so I do give him props for that. Didn't make any complaints. It is what it is. He's ready to move on with his life. So I definitely uh, give him props for that. Shall we move to the story that I picked? Let's do it. All right. So as the MVP team, one of the things that we do is we want to make sure that we share news for the MVPers and for the people who are listening to our podcast. So in case you were not aware, there was a big testimony that occurred during the week. So the title of the story that I'm going to read and discuss is the eight biggest takeaways from Michael Cohen's blockbuster testimony against Trump. All right. Michael Cohen took center stage on Wednesday when he testified against his former boss, President Donald Trump, during a blockbuster hearing before the House Oversight Committee. Cohen, who pleaded guilty to several felonies and will report to prison on May 6th, told lawmakers that he had lied and committed crimes to protect Trump, but added, I am not protecting Mr. Trump anymore. Shortly after, Cohen revealed a slew of shocking allegations about his interactions with the president that experts say could pose a threat to Trump's presidency or to those around him, including his closest family members. In this story that we're looking at today, there are eight takeaways that they want to share with the group. So I'm going to break down the different takeaways and we'll just talk about it from there. So takeaway number one, Cohen said that the Southern District of North New York is investigating wrongdoings or illegal acts involving Trump that have not yet been revealed. Number two, Cohen said that Jay Scuglio and Abby Lowell either Trump's and Jared Kushner's personal lawyers, respectively, made changes to the testimony he submitted to Congress in 2017. The special counsel, Robert Mueller's office, determined last year that Cohen gave false testimony and charged him with lying to the Congress. 
Cohen said he believed, this is number three, Cohen said that he believed that it was possible that Trump coordinated with the Russians to win 2016 election. Mr. Trump is all about winning, Cohen said. He will do whatever is necessary in order to win. Number four, Cohen said it was possible that the entire Trump family was conflicted or compromised by a foreign adversary during the election because of their efforts to build a Trump Tower in Moscow at the time. Number five, Cohen said Trump had advanced knowledge of a June 2016 Trump Tower meeting between top campaign officials, including his son Donald Trump Jr. and several Russian lobbyists offering dirty dirt on Hillary Clinton's campaign. Cohen recalled being in the room with Trump in early June 2016 when Trump Jr. walked in and told his father, the meeting is all set. Cohen added that he remembered Trump responding, okay, good, let me know. Next, Cohen said Trump had advanced knowledge of the radical pro-transparency group WikiLeaks plan to dump a batch of hacked emails that were damaging to the Clinton campaign days before the Democratic National Convention in 2016. Seven, Cohen said Alan Weissenberg, the Trump Organization's longtime chief bookkeeper witnessed Trump's direct involvement in an illegal hush money payment to the adult film star Stormy Daniel shortly before the election. Cohen said that he and Weisselberg were both in Trump's office when Trump directed us to go back to Weisselberg's office and to figure out the $130,000 payment to Daniels. And last, Cohen implicated that Wesselberg and Trump Jr. in a criminal conspiracy of financial fraud. He declined to comment on whether their actions were under investigation by the SDNY. We just talked about eight takeaways that this Business Insider report discussed from Michael Cohen's blockbuster testimony against Trump. So... Did you have an opportunity to catch any of the trial or to see any of the highlights from watching the news after the trial? Now, this trial that I'm talking about, I'm talking about the one, the Wednesday trial that was public that America got an opportunity to watch. Yeah, so <clears throat> as we know, that um, that hearing took place, you know, during regular work hours, so you know, I was at work. I wasn't able to fully tune in and see specifically what was going on. But every now and then, um, you know, as I was walking in the hospital, you'll see a, a television on and you might catch a glimpse here and there. But, you know, this is, I don't know if this is a new normal mm-hmm. where you're starting to see all these quote unquote wrongdoings and just really bad information coming out or is this just what's going on around this Trump organization but it it sounds like all the people Trump surrounds himself with end up doing bad things and it's just a big circle until they kind of slowly get at Mr. Trump himself Uh, I just don't like the fact that this has to be involved with the president of the United States. I, I think the world, when they you know tune in and, and look at what's going on, it's just making the U.S. look like uh, you know petty middle schoolers who are just you know bashing each other left and right. Uh, the things that are being testified against are 
they're bad. And I do think the fullest extent of the law needs to be done because if someone breaks the law, they need to go and suffer the consequences. I don't think anybody should receive a pass at all. But I also want to allow the due process to take place. And I also want to make sure that we're dotting all the dot, the I's, crossing all the T's, such that um, what exactly has been said actually is what happened. So those are my thoughts right now. I think for me, it's not about being a Democrat or being a Republican or what party you follow. For me, it's looking at what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. And based on what you're supposed to do or not supposed to do, being held accountable for your actions. And you do bring up a good point. Is Are things like this things that happen all the time? And now, because of who is president, is why certain things are being brought out? Or, like you said, is this something that is very unique to this presidency and these things actually are things that are wrong and because of that this is why these charges are being filed and this is why we're having these court cases so i think that's very interesting when it comes to that i think that if we're looking at the eight different topics we discussed i think it'll one of the things that is very interesting is following the information and following the trail. So I think people who are against Trump are trying to nail Trump in the fact that he may have done illegal things as a president <coughs> because he did illegal things as a president. He should be impeached and then he should be held accountable for that. And others are who are maybe pro-Trump are more along the lines of, well, these things, you know, aren't as bad as people think they are, and these things are things that probably happen all the time. And, you know, as the president, you are protected because you're the president. So if you're the president, then there's really no way that you can do wrong, and the president should be able to do what the president needs to be able to do. And... Like I said before, whether this was a Democrat or Republican, I think looking at these nuggets of information that if you are doing something wrong, you you just you got to clean it up. Now, I know politics in general is not a very clean profession. There are people who have gotten to where they've gotten to because there are shady deals that happen behind the scenes. Hey, you do right. this, I'll do that. And also with all these policies and all these amendments and all these different laws that come out, if you study, you know, in order for both sides to agree on something, you will have like a 2,000 page, you know, synopsis on what this law means. And in this law, you know, the title of the law may be one thing that everybody's voting for, but if you actually read inside of the law, there are so many things that may not even have to do with the law that are thrown in so that right. people will get the right amount of votes needed to be able to pass whatever they want to be able to pass. So when we're looking at the way that any president goes into office, I feel like that is what happens. And because of that, then people end up doing deals that 
get them into the door, and once they're in the door, then they figure they'll figure out what they want to be able to figure out. It also seems like they're stringing this along such that by the time all the information is ready, it's going to be election time. And so uh, let's say Trump is guilty for all this stuff. It seems like the powers at bay are trying to make it such that the actual um, court appearances, if you are going to take Trump to trial, is going to be after the elections. Therefore, if he's no longer president, they can fully um, take him to court and put uh, the whole um, law. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. I think, and that's what some certain people are saying is that while he is president, nothing can happen to him. But right, you know, if you push this, but the time is ticking. The time is ticking, and this is extremely important to go out there and vote. <laughs> Vote, vote, vote. If you don't like the way things are, then do something about it. And the way you do it is during election time. It's important. Go out there, make your opinion, vote. I think the thing that um the part that probably struggles me the most in looking at this is probably the statement that says it was possible that the entire Trump family was conflicted or compromised by a foreign sec by a foreign adversary during the election because of their efforts to build the Trump Tower in Moscow, and then the part that talks about just the coordination with working with Russia to be able to win the election. And at any time when you're not able to do what you want to do because it's a decision that you're making on your own intuition and because of your thoughts, and any time that you feel that your decisions may be swayed because you have someone else pulling the strings, that's the part that's yeah kind of frightening. Yeah. And I don't know... I guess this is why they're having the special counsel with Robert Mueller, and I think that's why they're going to be doing more and more and more and more research. But I think the way that, and this isn't even this wasn't even Robert that's Mueller. Very fascinating. Yeah, that's. I'm glad that you brought that up. Really, I think that's the crux of everything. At the end of the day, the issue is you don't want someone to have power over you such that they can control you into doing X, Y, and Z. And it sounds like maybe that's what might be happening with Mr. Trump. And that might be the story that Robert Mueller is trying to put together as he is getting closer and closer and closer to finding out the stories. But I got to give one thing props to Robert Mueller again Robert Mueller you haven't heard him say anything really right <laughs> but you're starting to see how he's going from the outside and you know how when you watch these cop shows right. you they find somebody and they say oh you're going to jail but we can reduce your sentence if you flip that, on that, somebody that. else right and I feel like that's what Robert Mueller's doing he's starting off from the very beginning with that George Papadopoulos person you know, it was one thing, and then he starts flipping and eventually get to Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen now is, you know, throwing 
the chief financial officer of Mr. Trump into getting in trouble. He's also implicating his kids. And this is where things start getting very interesting. And the thing that's very interesting, too, is that, you know, I heard this on the news. You know, it's one thing when you, you know, put associates and business partners under the bus. But when you start throwing family into the bus, this will be very interesting because, you know, as a parent, if you sense that your kids are going to be endangered, I'm very curious to see mm. what the next ones are going to be. Right. Right. That's such a good point. And uh, the last one I want to make is follow the money trail. So if they are able to take a look at Mr. Trump's taxes for all these years, I think that will be the one piece that really tells the whole picture. It's all about the money at the end of the day, from my opinion, at least. So follow the money trail and you'll see the answers. That's where this Alan... Weisselberg individual, again, he's Trump, the Trump Organization's longtime chief bookkeeper. He's the chief financial officer for his business. He's the individual that once Donald Trump went into presidency, it was him and his and Donald Trump's kids who are responsible for his organization. So, and I heard this guy has been with Trump years and years and years and years and years. So, you know, they got Michael Cohen. If this Alan Weisselberg person has anything, these are two of Donald Trump's most trusted confidants other than his kids. Again, it'll be very interesting to see what information is out there. And I think with the information, once it's presented, then the American people have an opportunity to choose how they feel about the situation. And from that, then the people will tell, hopefully, the congressman. And then after that, then whatever America wants America will have. Again, not, I want to wait, like you said, I want to wait to see exactly what we find out, and I want due process to occur, but did this share anything out of the ordinary from what we knew? Eh, I don't know, but it might be giving us people who may know the information, because at the end of the day, the question is, was Donald Trump colluding? Yes or no. What is colluding? And is this colluding enough to really affect the United States being a global power? And right. is that going to be affecting the way that our government is run? And I think those are the main pieces. And I don't know if they've proved anything of that yet at this point, but it'll be interesting to see what the next moves are. Agreed. Well said. Well, well said. Final words, my man. I know it's time for us to get out of here. You got stuff going on. I got stuff going on. At the end of the day, just do what's right. That's all I can say. Just do what's right. And, you know, I'll kind of comment on your story that you shared. You know, I give props to the wrestler to stick to his beliefs, and he did what he felt like he needed to do. And based on what his beliefs were, he would follow his beliefs. So that is a true story of sacrifice. Again, it doesn't matter... I mean, this person could have eventually won the state championship, but he decided to follow his beliefs and stand up for what he felt was right. So, again, I can't knock somebody for being able to believe in what they want to believe in. All right, man, what do you got going on for the rest of the weekend before we sign out? 
Well, I'm just going to be doing some uh, chores here and there, trying to rest up a little bit. Um, my wife is out of town, so shout out to her. She's uh, over in Texas having a good time with her uh, friends and family and uh, just holding down the fort. Yeah, over here, you know, we're we actually Mama G, so our grandmother-in-law, she ended up going back to Canada, so she is out so she's been staying with us for a little while so she's out so we had a nice celebration for her on thursday and one of our close family friends and their kids ended up moving to their next destination so we went from a house of seven to a house of three in less than 24 hours (laughs) well it's kind of like you're a pseudo empty nester huh (laughs) well we'll talk more next week have a good rest of the week MVP crew, hopefully you guys enjoyed another episode. Again, thanks for the love. We have gotten to 34 five-star ratings, and we've gotten a lot of awesome testimonials. So if you're listening to this, please make sure you subscribe Marcel and Brothers Podcast. If you want to get at us, you can always email us at marcelandbrothers at gmail.com. We definitely enjoy the love. We enjoy the feedback, so keep it coming. And with that being said, it is 147. We are out. Talk to you later. Until next time, my friend. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.